Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pay to Play podcast, your one-stop shop for all your sports and finance discussion. I'm Frank Guy out of Columbus, Ohio, joined with my host, as always, James Zajikowski down in Raleigh. Uh, on today's you episode, mispron- guys, you love mispronouncing Raleigh. You really do. Oh, I'm you, sorry, you, Raleigh. You say, you say it like Raleigh, like I don't know, you know like Raleigh Cap, Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Sorry, Raleigh, Durham area. But on today's episode, guys, of Pay to Play, we are very excited to have a great interview with New Zealand native Yanni Wetzel, the the six ten forward for undefeated San Diego State Aztec basketball program. We're gonna have him on in about ten fifteen minutes here. Uh, before that, though, we will uh, do a little recap of the NFL Conference Championship and uh, talk about a little other things in sports. Uh, but before that, guys, we're, uh, we're sponsored by uh, Anchor. So here's our ad. Thanks, James, for that great ad read there. And uh, I think you got a fun fact for us this week. What's going on? I do. Uh, Frank, it's on the food spectrum. You and I, both food guys, uh, people might not know that looking at us too pretty fit guys i know but uh we do like our panera i know you were a huge on it in high school uh, and they unleashed a little business venture here uh with the panera my coffee plus subscription so this subscription is only available the fun the fun part of the fact is that this this subscription is kind of being piloted in four distinct cities or you know greater metropolitan areas those four being cleveland columbus raleigh and good old nashville and so, I mean, we have a tie to all four of those cities. Uh, Yanni Wetzel being a guy that we, or at least I met in Nashville last year. Uh, and now, you know, I've covered living in the other three for a little bit. So that's the fun part of the fact. More fun for me than really any listener. But the point is we did some little financial analysis on this subscription. So the, the way they're piloting it, uh, $7.99 a month gets you unlimited coffee. And so that that sounds pretty good at at the start. And so normally Panera coffee is about $2. So when you look at it that way, if you were to get four uh, cups of coffee normally during a month from Panera, uh, you'd be at break even. So anything after that, essentially free coffee in a sense. Uh, and just for a little detail for you coffee nuts out there, I, I know I'm not really a fan of it, but it's unlimited drip, hot coffee, hot tea, or iced coffee. And then that includes free refills. And wow. You're able to um, get a second beverage every every two hours. So, like, you can switch up which kind you get. You know, you're at a Panera, you get one. You go back to the office for two hours. Boom, you want to go back, get another coffee. <laughs> I know that's the inconvenient part of it, and that's what they're trying to sell people on. Uh, but that's kind of what the deal entails. So, I mean, looking at, I guess, some other competitors, obviously Panera's a little bit more on the expensive side, especially when you – don't consider them maybe a coffee powerhouse per se, uh, but like it is cheaper than Starbucks as most most other coffees are. But then uh, McDonald's, Dunkin', um, they're it's in the same ballpark with those. So you can get like four or five of those coffees uh, for the price of this subscription. Um, you'll see a more detailed. It seems like a, it seems like a pretty good deal. You'll see a more detailed analysis of this on Twitter. I, I I've been working on a little graph in Excel. Don't want to brag, but um, yeah, no, it does sound like a good deal on paper for the customer. And actually, it's so good of a deal that um, Panera was about to increase this price by a dollar, make it nine dollars. So really, you'd have to get four and a half coffees to get to break even. Um, Yeah, but I mean, like people will go probably like some people will go every day. 
like during the week or something. You would think it's more more it's based on, on way lo- to work. more based on location uh, than anything else. So I I think it is a pretty good deal, um, especially for the fact on the back end for Panera. Yeah, they might lose money on the coffee, but they might be generating additional revenue on their pastries and bagels, etc. Um, who knows? I I think that's I think it's a cool idea for them. I think their bagels are reasonably priced, but like the rest of the food, a little overpriced for o- sure. Overpriced, but I enjoy it every time. Not gonna lie. Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right, let's let's keep moving forward. Let's uh, start talking a little bit of sports. Um, first off, though, we want to congratulate our winner of the Bull Mania, James. Do you know who this is? I yeah, I do. Yeah, is. yeah, Jonathan Kanapka. <laughs> good, uh, okay. good guy. University of Akron graduate. Uh, you put Jono on this. Oh, Jono. Jono's his nickname. Good Jono. Play fantasy baseball with him. Actually, really impressive. 31 wins in the Bull Mania is something to write home about. What was there? 41 games to pick total. So, like, like over a 75% success rate. Uh, yeah, it was, like over strictly, it was like 98th percentile in, like, the country. Yeah, like, picking, it's, like, strictly money line predictions. That's tough in, in bowl games. Uh, and that's, that's coming from someone like me who was right around the 50% success rate mark. I think I was under that. I think I had a tough we bowl were, season. We I, were I faded, pretty bad. I faded the Mac in bowl season. All right, we're done with bowl season, though. Uh, there's still a little bit of football left. We have the Pro Bowl this weekend. Uh, nothing really exciting there. Um, and then we have uh, the Super Bowl, obviously. We're going to dive more into that next week. Uh, big big matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Um, you know, two of the best teams all year. Um, two young quarterbacks that have been phenomenal. Uh, we're going to get more into all the props and everything on that in our next episode. Uh, but we will be doing, uh, I think some Super Bowl squares, uh, guys. So you can Venmo me at Frank Guybe with, uh, your name and email, and we're going to do some Super Bowl squares. I think based off the response I got on our Instagram poll, uh, we're going to make it $5 a square, but you have to buy at least two squares. Interesting. If that makes sense. Interesting. So this is, whoa. first of all, whoa. Didn't know this was official till just now. <laughs> Secondarily, okay. Yeah, why not? Oh, secondarily, okay. Okay, uh, what other miscellaneous sports do we want to talk about before we get into this uh, interview with Yanni? Let's just run through some headlines, I suppose. And so Zion last night, 22 points in 18 minutes. How about that, Frank? Uh, I was on the under in that. Is, he the, great, is he the greatest three-point shooter of all time? Uh, statistically, with a minimum of four threes, yes, he is. Um, but I, that just proves I'm going to be on the wrong side of every bet of him, like for his career, he'll probably be pretty good. Hey, I, I have kept him on my fantasy bench this entire NBA season. So I'm happy to have him back. I had him starting last night. Big, big game for him. Um, big for Derek Jeter as well. Uh, hall of famer. And, uh, only one person did not vote for him or else he would have been unanimous. Um, that's that's pretty funny if you ask me. I like that. Yeah, no, I uh, and the best is like the sensitive Yankee fans on Twitter because I've actually really enjoyed this week just scrolling through and seeing how angry Yankees fans get. And then there's like trolls that'll be like, he was not even the best shortstop in his own team when they had a Rod, which I think you <laughs> could make that argument. But at the same time, like, yeah, you can't deny how impressive he was in the postseason and essentially the. Um, the clutch factor he had time and time again. Yes, his defense was not great, but he would make highlight plays every once in a while that uh, very few could. So, um, obviously, a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't think that was in question. Just 
one voter either had a personal vendetta against them or <laughs> I, like I do understand it from the mindset of I'd rather vote for guys that have been on there for several years first as opposed to a first timer because um, you know hey, who's, you, who's the other guy that made it uh, Larry Walker longtime Colorado Rockies their first ever inductee into the Hall of Fame uh, which is impressive I think of in the eleventh no, hour right like yeah I think it might have might have been like his eighth or ninth year on the ballot I forget completely. But that it's interesting because like there's always the argument like Rocky shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because of the Coors Coors Field effect. Uh, but he, I guess, disproved that. I mean, he was, had an incredible like offensive numbers over his career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Shout out to that one voter sticking to what he believes. Yeah, Larry Walker batted three thirteen for his career. Um, I mean, and, you deserve to get in the Hall of Fame if you did that for like an extended career. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. No, for sure. But no, the other arguments against Jeter, no MVPs, no batting titles. Like who cares? Like he was in the his a sixth most sixth most hits all time. Like obviously that that doesn't come by luck. So no, I I not saying I like him, but I respect him. And he could have been wearing a buzzer. We don't. We could. You know. They we don't know. We didn't have the technology back then for the <laughs> video camera review. Good point. Uh, but also yeah. on Hall of Fame talk, Frank Eli Manning. Uh, He'll retire probably before most people listen to this episode, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. It was kind of leaked a yeah, little bit early. 11 a.m. on Friday morning, they're doing a press conference, and they don't even give him the courtesy of ESPN. He's on ESPN two at 11 a.m. for Ouch. his retirement for his retirement press conference. That Eli, uh, we have a little fact about him later, so we'll, we'll we'll stick off him. He he might not be a Hall of Famer. I think he is two Super Bowls. I think you got to put him in there. Um, but a 500 record career-wise, um, plenty of interceptions in there as well. Fun guy to watch. Um, ha- sad to see him go, but I think it was time. Fitting way to go out on ESPN, too. That's great. <laughs> so, and then uh, a couple other sports we got, James. We got the Australian Open tennis going on uh, for all you degenerate gamblers. Um, you know, you want to bet on some men's and women's tennis. Uh, nothing better than the Australian Open. We also have the X Games this weekend. Uh, I'm going to be tuning in. I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, uh, slope style, half pipe, big air, all great events. Um, so I'm going to be tuning into the X Games this weekend, cheering on Red Gerard, uh, Rocky River native, uh, now killing it, Olympic gold medalist. And what else we got? Yeah, I personally probably won't be tuning into that, just being honest. Um, and then, yeah, that's all right. Let's see. So the PGA Tour is kicking off the Farmers Market Open. Farmer, am I screwing that up? Not farmers market. Farmers insurance open. What the hell? Sorry. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that's kicking off. I know Rory was a favorite for that. I'm a big Rory guy, so I hope he he was four under it it today. I think. Yeah, Keegan Bradley, second or third. Keegan Bradley was leading at minus six last I saw, uh, tied with some others. Um, And then the Pro Bowl, everyone's favorite. Um, I have actually lost track of this. I don't know if they still do or AFC versus NFC. Because I know they weren't for a little bit. Like, you were literally... Have, yeah, I don't even know. You'd have, like, teammates going up against each other. Um, I'll probably learn by Sunday. I'll, I might, you know, have that on in the background of whatever I'm doing. But um, always fun. I'll take someone at, like, plus 1,000 to win the MVP of that game. That's That sounds like a good time to take, me. Take Von Miller. He was on Pardon My Take, and he said he uh, goes 100%. Like, yeah. he, he does not give... <laughs> He does not take it easy on guys. I imagine he'll be. Seen. If you win MVP, you win a car. I think. I think that is true. That, he's won. He's won MVP before, so he's probably plus on. So as a defense, looking for another car. That's great. Um, yeah. And then uh, we got in the NHL, our 
Columbus Blue Jackets, well, my Columbus Blue Jackets, are surging up the ranks. They are currently in the final wild card spot, actually, after winning six straight, uh, eight of the last ten. Uh, obviously, plenty of hockey to be played left, but uh, our backup goaltender has really stepped up because Corpusala got injured uh, a few weeks ago. And, yeah, uh, Elvis. Yeah, Elvis has been just dominant, and uh, the team's really rallying around um, just each other. And uh, hockey's exciting, guys. Tune it in is. as well. It is. Well, so this weekend, NHL All-Star Weekend in St. Louis. So this oh is why, no, no real games on. till Monday. Um, so the NHL All-Star Games at 7 o'clock Saturday night. Um, this is a action, crazy weekend. Action-packed weekend. There's a UFC fight like down the road from me at PNC Arena in Raleigh. Are Go you going? Sit. No, I'm actually not. Uh, reevaluated oh. the, the fun situation. <laughs> uh, but that's a personal matter. Um, but yeah, actually, also you know, a free Green Day concert at in St. Louis before that NHL. I mean, wow, just everything's going on this weekend. If you can't, if you have nothing going on, get yourself to St. Did Louis. they? Did they come out with a new album? I think they did, right? Uh, beyond me, beyond, maybe I'm wrong. Above my Alrighty. pay grade, Frank. Alrighty, I think then, James. Without further ado, I think we should move into our interview with I'm going to call him the Auckland Aztec because he's from Auckland, New Zealand. Yanni Wetzel. Um, here's Yanni guys. Let's get into it. All right. And now we welcome in the Auckland Aztec himself, Yanni Wetzel. Yanni, how are you doing today, man? Thanks for joining the podcast. Absolutely. I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the, on the podcast and I hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing great. You guys are doing great. The Aztecs last team left undefeated, not in, you can say that I think in college basketball without like there being a jinx, like in some other sports you'd say, Oh, you can't do it to them. But no, you guys are rolling. Uh, yeah. It's not really, a, yeah. It's not really a thing with basketball. I feel like everyone's abusing the undefeated thing all over Twitter and that. So. <laughs> yeah. It's caught on pretty well. Yeah. 20 and oh, that's uh, the best start since Kawhi Leonard led uh, the Aztecs uh, a few years back. He's going to have his jersey retired here shortly, but Yanni, we want to start with you uh, taking us through your less-than-usual journey in basketball from New Zealand to the U.S., and now you're helping lead San Diego State. Just take us through it. Yeah, so um, started basketball uh, at the age of about 17 back home. I was a tennis player originally. Um, switched over my last year of high school. Uh, I shot up about six inches the summer before, so um, decided that it was fitting to try it out, so... Joined the high school team, started loving it, um, picked it up pretty easily, and the height, athleticism, and that's obviously helped. So, um, started playing the, the varsity high school team and then made the uh, representative team for my province and then started, you know, really enjoying it. And I thought, why not give this a shot? Um, so, I started to focus more on um, basketball and tennis kind of slipped out the, the picture, the bigger picture. So, I eventually made the national team and that's when I kind of decided, you know, I want to go to college in America for this thing. And even though I've just started and I don't have much exposure, like I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, so I, I joined a recruiting company uh, based out of Chicago and they kind of put me in touch with some universities. Um, the best kind of looks I got were, were decent Div 2s and some some not so good D1s. So um, I talked to one D2 that I really liked and I flew over on a visit and I thought that was going to be the best option for me to just – kind of get started and see if I could make my way to D1 eventually. Um, so I went to St. Mary's in San Antonio for two years, and it was an awesome experience for me. 
I played 30 minutes a night and they kind of played through me in the post. So I was able to really work on my game and, and that's when it, what accelerated it so much. And after my sophomore year, I put up some decent numbers and kind of allowed myself to um, get some looks from D1. So after my sophomore year, I decided to um, transfer and uh, was talking to a bunch of schools. You know, I had some great options, took five or six visits, um, Texas, Baylor, Purdue, Vandy, uh, Santa Clara, San Diego. And um, I decided with Vandy. And so just felt like the right situation at the right time. And, um, and our you know, guy, felt, Alex Stump. Yeah, our guy, Alex Stump. Yeah, great guy. And <laughs> with basketball, I mean, it obviously didn't work out. You know, we had a rough season last year and coaches got fired. But, um, you know, you can't regret those sort of decisions because I met guys like Alex and, and other dudes that I'm going to have friends for life. And I got a great degree economics degree under my belt so um yeah no regrets in that situation but obviously i wish basketball worked out better so um, after the whole ordeal last year i decided to uh, move on for my fifth year and luckily i could transfer without sitting out so that's when i decided to enter the transfer portal and um from there i was deciding between texas tech and san diego state Um, went on those two visits and just fell in love with the way uh, our head coach ran this program here and I uh, felt the family environment, you know, all that jazz. Um, there was a great opportunity for me to play here. So, um, so yeah, I decided with San Diego State. And, you know, I couldn't have asked for things to really fall into a better place right now. 20-0, uh, and, and you can't really expect to be undefeated at this point in the season when you're picking a school. So, I'm pretty thankful with how things are gone uh, and just love the way this program is ran. You know, our head coach instills a lot of confidence in, in the players, and he's a player's coach. And, he lets you guys free, so um, yeah, and that's kind of why we are where we are at the moment. Um, a lot of the pieces to puzzle have just been put together, and we mesh really well on the court. So yeah, man, that's a great overview, Yanni, and definitely you know not your typical story uh, or exactly. like, I guess path, but hey, things yeah. work out for a reason. Somehow you yeah. find your way to the Pay to Play podcast. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> big say, time now. I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, that was one thing I was going to ask. So Brian Brian Dutcher, am I saying that right? Uh, yes. S- second year coach, and he was a long time assistant there before that. So he definitely knows kind of yeah. the uh, sy- the type of system and the type of program they want to have there. I was going to say you made your way from Nashville, not a bad city, to San Diego. Oh. I heard the weather's okay there. Uh, yes, that's all right. <laughs> so, no, that's got to be great. And so you, I know you're not the only grad transfer on this roster. There's, yes. a, what is there, four or five of you? So, so there's, there's just one other grad transfer, but there's a couple others. Malachi is a transfer. Right, right, right. He spent well, two years at Washington State and moved over, yeah. I was going to say, it was just guys that maybe weren't as familiar with, I guess, the, the program. Yeah. Dutcher yeah. being a guy that has been there now for uh, a long time. And he's kind of gotten you guys meshed well and playing on the same page, uh, which speaks a lot to, I guess, one, his coaching, and two, the way you guys have embraced that, which I think has led a lot to your success from what I've watched. I've, I've been able to catch a couple games. I, I'm not a guy that discriminates on the time zone. I'm cool staying up I late and watching. I, I, I love watched that. The, I got the first half of Wyoming earlier this week. but Okay. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I think you had 14 in that game. You're averaging yeah. seven, 17 points over the last five games. Um, yeah, yeah. Second leading great. scorer on the team. So you're, you're kind of balling out right now. Yeah. Trying to, man. Trying to just uh, <laughs> adapting to the new five-man role. Our center just got hurt. So uh, I was originally the four, playing mostly four. And then 
uh, five uh, had some respiratory issues, so he's out for a while. So just kind of moved to the five, and then we had a bench guy come in in the four spot. So playing a little smaller, but um, yeah, just trying to adapt to that role and just help this team with whatever I can. Man. What's so? What's been your favorite moment so far of either your whole entire athletic career, or maybe just this season in particular? Um, you know, twenty and I was hard to beat in my whole athletic career. I'm talking. Um, so. Yeah, this, this is it. It's pretty anything, cool. Yeah, anything more exciting than being unbeaten in late January uh, is I a like pretty that. big deal. So, I like that, and it's um, a team first yeah. mentality there. That's cool. Exactly. exactly. Every so, every win adds to it. There you go, and we're trying to keep this train rolling. Um, <laughs> but this season, I mean, our our two big wins in Vegas uh, during that Thanksgiving tournament was probably the highlight of the season so far. We got we beat Creighton by thirty, and then um, we had Iowa the second game and we got them by 10. So um, that's those when are, I really those knew are two good team. programs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two top 25 teams um, in and out of the top 25 this season, at least uh, when I really felt like, you know, this team could be special um, when we kind of beat those, both those teams convincingly. Um, and we didn't play a great first half against Iowa. So um, that was probably a special moment, you know, making that tournament team too, as an individual um, accolade, which is you know always it always team first, but it's nice to get those individual recognitions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two I mean, Mountain West, two Mountain West Player of the Week awards, I think as well. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew. So. Don't separate your shoulder, patting yourself on the back, but uh, <laughs> we're we're, pr- we're proud of you, and we're looking forward to cheering the Aztecs on come March here. Thank you, um, James. What's what's our next question for him? So I was gonna say, Frank, you you're high on this Aztec team, and might be a little spoiler for people in the episode. Frank's got a uh, Final Four prediction coming out, and I think I don't want to you know say anything too too bashful or too too aggressive, but I think Frank, you're <laughs> considering them for that. But uh, yeah, big fan of Malachi Flynn and uh, their big yeah. man Yanni. What's his press? There you go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the goal. So yeah, we're gonna keep driving towards it, but long ways away. You just gotta focus on the next game right now. One game at a time. That's a great way to think of it. So yeah, yeah. you talked a little bit about that, you know, journey where you bounced around a little bit since coming to the U.S. But um, so I just want to talk a little bit about how was it adapting to life over here as opposed to New Zealand. Like, was there a big, yeah. big learning curve? I, I know you said you didn't start playing basketball till late either. So maybe on the court, one thing, but just life in general. Uh, yeah. what, what was that like for you? Um, you know, I came from Auckland, New Zealand, straight into San Antonio, Texas. So my first, uh, first initial transition was definitely a bit of a culture shock. Um, San Antonio is probably 80% Hispanic, and my school was about 92% Hispanic. So um, you know, you're around different people, different kinds of people. And I was completely open to the, the change and that it's just, it's just a different experience, you know? So, um, yeah, I had to adapt to new things and new ways of life, but, um, you know, it's been okay. And I moved to Nashville and I had an absolute blast there. I met some great guys, like I said earlier, who, um, I will be friends with, you know, for the rest of my life, like have, like, have some fun on that. Broadway. Exactly. And I had plenty of good nights out on Broadway. So, um, no, I mean, it's cool that I've seen different states around um, the, the, the country and, you know, in Texas, Tennessee, and now uh, California. So it's cool that I've been around and, and seen different states because this country's so big, you know, it's almost like every state has its own unique feel about it. Yeah, yeah that, that's that, awesome. I was going to say yeah. regarding Broadway, I mean, I, I think that was my one experience uh, meeting you was in a tiny cramped Airbnb uh <laughs> back in last november in nashville okay. and what a, yeah, hoot yeah, that, yeah. what a hoot that was for me so was every weekend for you unbelievable 
Yeah, it's 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 bad though. It's bad. It's trouble because <laughs> you know you got this urge to go out every weekend, and it's hard to turn it down. <laughs> I feel yeah, that. you. The one interaction I had with you, Yanni, that I remember at least was uh, you were in Columbus at Ohio State, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I, I showed you I had a a bucket list on my phone, and you're like, dude, you got to go to New Zealand. You got to put that on your bucket list. <laughs> I and, love it. And you gave it. me you gave me your New Zealand number. You're like, hey, just call me call me later in life. So I'm gonna hold you to that still. Just so all you right. Know. There you go, man. There you go. That weekend was a little bit of a blur, but uh, <laughs> man, Columbus was a good time. <laughs> yeah. So, how about what's your what's your favorite place overall that you've traveled to? Ah, uh, sheesh. Or what's um, the best place in New Zealand to travel to? I know Auckland, New Zealand, North Island. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I'd say Queenstown, which is um, in the South Island near the bottom. It's uh, pretty unreal scenery. You've got the mountains. You got the lakes. So. Great skiing. It's a big tourist city. Um, you got things Queenstown. like the luge, uh, bungee jumping, Ooh. all that jazz. So, yeah, no, it's an awesome city, and it's it's really picturesque down there. Thank you. I like be putting that on the bucket list. Absolutely, <laughs> got to go on there. All right, Yanni. Next up, the great great answers there all around. But so, I, I know we we just said you're going to take things one game at a time, and obviously focusing on finishing this college season up at the top. Um, yeah. But what any thoughts on you know what the future holds after that? Have you have you given thought about NBA Combine or um, I, I don't know the, where you are the national team? Yeah, New Zealand Tall Blacks, and uh, I yeah. love the name, the Tall Blacks. Yeah, um, yeah. Might not, might not fly in the U.S. as much, but works very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in New some Zealand. people do consider that hey, quite a racial <laughs> slur, somewhat, <laughs> if you will. Uh, but I think I want to uh, obviously get an agent once season's done, and then figure it out from there. I mean, the goal is to um, get some NBA workouts after the season and uh, try go down that path. And, and that'd be great if things work out, you know, get some workouts and hopefully play in the summer league. Um, yeah, but, you know, absolutely. if things don't come to fruition there, hopefully that'll boost my stock for uh, Europe, uh, even places like Australia. Uh, so okay. just kind of, yeah, just kind of up in the air right now, but just got to keep playing while the season, which will open things up. Um, for next year i respect that kind of just going with the flow and for right yeah. now you're worried about balling on the rest of the mountain west i like that yeah yeah all right jan um we're, we're gonna ask you this next one here we ask okay. everyone this question and all right. so but you might have a little unique answer if you could be any professional athlete who would it be yeah. and why you know i saw this in the list it's not that unique Hank. that's probably everyone from cleveland's favorite guy too LeBron? Uh, LeBron LeBron yeah is that who you I mean like is that who you were watching basically when you started uh playing yeah a lot? yeah it was and, and the guy is just old class man so I mean obviously because he's basketball and that's if I was to play pro in any sport that would be it um, and on top of that just the way he you know handles himself and in, in the public eye and uh, the way he is off the court is yep. um, you know in my him. opinion second to none so I love yeah, he's, he's no, no tennis, no tennis guys. <sighs> you know, I wouldn't be a tennis fry. You know, I can't, I can't, I think I burnt out with tennis, so yeah, it doesn't really appeal to me as too much anymore. All right, well, we got. I would love to play you. James and I played yeah. over the summer once. It was a epic five set match. Hey, if we ever if we ever hang out again, then we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> I'll travel wherever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Australia, it's fine. Give me clay courts. I'm, I'm good with that. Clay um, courts. So next up, Yanni, do you pay any attention to the NFL? 
Uh, so looking at the Super Bowl, we're going to talk more in depth on next week's episode. But okay. uh, do, do you pay attention to the NFL? And if so, who would you take in the Super Bowl, Chiefs or Niners? I don't really pay attention. I know, I know the final matchup, but I haven't really watched either team, if any, football this season, you know. Just coming from New Zealand, we don't have American football. But, um, yeah, I, I couldn't really give you. I'm kind of indifferent with that situation. That Hey, okay. that's a totally fine answer. Cause I don't kind know. of boring, though, isn't it? Well, it, it's boring, but realistically, if someone asked me that right now, I don't have an answer. And I watched the entire <laughs> season. I, I still haven't decided. I can, tell you, I can tell you I love the way Patrick Mahomes plays. Dude's all right, there we go. He is a stud. I agree. Um, all right, Jan, next question. We'll keep moving right along then. What is something that most people uh, don't know about you? Um, probably that um, I've surfed since a very young age. Ooh. And a big passion of mine is surfing. So um, not a whole lot of people know that. But obviously now I'm in San Diego, it's becoming more of a thing. So, um, yeah, I love to surf, love to have that escape, get out there and just, even if it's not great weather or conditions, just get out there on the water and um, kind of separate myself from everything else and enjoy those couple hours that I'm out there. So do you, do you snowboard as well? I do snowboard too. Yeah, it, I was actually how similar? In, uh, how, okay, you go. I was actually in Whistler um, a few months All ago right. after my Vandy season, went up there for about a week um, with a couple of New Zealand buddies and, Spent a few days out there snowboarding there, so it was awesome. Is, is how similar is snowboarding to surfing? I'm, I've been boarding for a long time, but I've never surfed. Yeah, it's a little similar. I mean, once you get up on the surfboard, I'd say um, it's similar in the way you ride a, ride a wave. But um, I need to you know, getting up is a huge part of surfing. You know, yeah, that that's off, what everyone so. says is the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. So once you get that down, I guess yeah, you can kind of relate it to snowboarding. You might be one of the taller surfers out there, 6'10". Probably, man. I've never met a, a taller surfer than myself, so there you go. <laughs> That's great. There you go. Well, Yanni, I was going to say, at 6'10", at what's the best part about being that tall? Are there any drawbacks? I'd say the biggest drawback is just everywhere I go, I get the same questions or statements, you know. Uh, yeah. So, I can't go to the mall without every second person asking how tall I am or cracking your... uh, how, how thin is the air up there jokes. So. <laughs> does, um, does your head ever probably... get like the shower? Like the yes. shower? Uh, yes, yes, yes. When I first kind of had that first growth spurt, um, it was miserable. I was hitting my head on everything because I wasn't used to it, you know. And I had just got yeah. past that, that uh, regulation doorway height. And that's when I just smacked my head all the time. So <laughs> I had to get used to that quick. <laughs> Yeah, you'll but, uh, figure it out. I mean, after, hurts, a few hits, yeah, after a few hits, you're like, oh, man, I got to duck. I'm getting too tall. I really got to duck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, you got any other f- funny stories for us, either from your life or sports career, that you want to share with the podcast? Mm. Mm. There's, there's no, pres- no pressure here, too. If not, that's okay. We, You've already delved out a good amount yeah of i can't and... i can't think of anything on the spot right now but if uh, i think of anything in the next few minutes i'll, I'll remind definitely bring that up no you're good we're close to wrapping up we don't want to take too much more of your time we know you got class okay. later tonight too i do yeah. i do in 40 minutes yeah so i was gonna say you you were an econ major at vanderbilt so like you said yeah. you're prepared for life after basketball but what are you studying nowadays at san diego state uh, i'm studying a master's in business administration well i'm yeah. yeah, 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 a little MBA action. It's a it's a two year degree, as you guys probably know. So yeah. I've only got one year of uh, academic. I mean, sorry, um, el- athletic eligibility. So I'll get half of it done um, while I'm on scholarship here, and 
and then go play a professional wherever it is and have that option to uh, come back and finish it when I'm done playing pro if I desire to do that. So um, the coaches have promised they'll um, they'll cover that cost too. So pretty awesome setup there. And uh, if, if I do wish to desire to come back and finish it off one day, then I'll probably do that. That's yeah. great. I, I, you might yeah. not know this, but the, our podcast, uh, we delve into quite a bit of finance too. We're both finance guys. I'm yeah. sure you saw awesome. in economics and certainly now in this program, you probably talk about the stock market at least a little bit, if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, N- the NZX50, uh, New Zealand's version of the S&P 500. The, has the been New Zealand stock it. market, yeah, it's probably the currently the best, right? Best stock market in the world at the moment. Uh, I just know the yeah the NZX50 has been around for about 17 years and it's up 500 yeah. percent in the 17. No, yeah, it's doing so, crazy well. So that's yeah. great to hear. Um, man. Yeah, I mean that's great for the New Zealand economy. Uh, very yeah. advanced um, island nation, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'd love to visit it, but uh, we really appreciate having you on, man. So uh, we'll we'll let you go to class. <laughs> awesome, thanks for having me, guys. It's been great. Appreciate it, All right, man. We'll see you. All right. See you later. A real treat having Yanni on. We thank him for his time. I know he's headed off to class shortly after that interview. True definition of a student athlete and a good one at that. Uh, off to Great. new heights with that Aztec team. Um, so, Frank, I think it is only right that we continue the college basketball conversation a little bit more in depth. Uh, and I know we've seen some shakeups at, near the top of the AP 25, AP top 25, excuse me, uh, with you know, no team really sustaining themselves atop the uh, top of the bunch. Baylor sits there right now, uh, but you've seen basically, I think, five or six teams rotate through there. Uh, I think eight. Eight? Eight total? I think I, eight total. I can't even. It's, like, it's the I'm, most in like a long time. I'm not going to be able to time. count on my fingers anymore. It's, uh, we're running close. <laughs> Uh, you have but, only seven fingers. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I'm saying we're getting close. All right, All but right. Uh, so of note uh, in the Ohio realm of basketball, Dayton's up to number seven. The Flyers hard earned to get to sixteen and two. Ohio State out of the top twenty-five, uh, really just struggling all across the board, and so it, rightfully so that they're not ranked anymore. Uh, it seems like not so long ago I was watching them play in Chapel Hill; they looked unbeatable. Meanwhile, now the Tar Heels and Buckeyes are see they've seen better yeah. days. Let's put we're, it that way. We're, we're we're like second last in the Big Ten, so we really need to beat Minnesota, which we are currently. So hopefully, we hold on to this win. Uh, I think we'll turn it around, though. I'm not I'm not too worried. Obviously, the Big Ten's tough. You you have here that Joe Lenardi currently has 11 Big Ten teams making the the big dance, March Madness, and two of those teams a little. Bit of a surprise here. They're both actually in the top 25. Rutgers hasn't been in the AP top 25 since like the 70s or 80s. And then Illinois, um, Kipper Nichols, uh, former teammate of mine, helping out there. Uh, and those guys are playing some great basketball. I think they're second in the Big Ten at like five and two in the conference. Yeah, no, so the Big Ten really, top to bottom, it's pretty strong. Um, but then you look at other conferences, the next Next man up, or second best conference, according to Lenardi, in terms of pit bids, uh, would be the Big East, who has six teams currently slated to be in there. Uh, obviously, top by Villanova and Seton Hall. Uh, other teams like um, Butler uh, also making an impact. They're uh, three lost teams. So, really, I think uh, it's not a typical year for the ACC. It's not a typical year for the SEC. I think the SEC is projected to have. You know, in the realm of five teams in there, 
Uh, Kentucky leading the pack. Um, Georgia, they're going to be a fringe team. I'll tell you what, with Anthony Edwards, uh, top three projected draft pick, they'll be an interesting team to monitor. Auburn was the other undefeated team uh, with San Diego State, but they've lost fallen a couple off in a row. Yeah, yeah. lost. Yeah, kind of, kind lost of losing their luster. The Aztecs, only undefeated team. That's what we were saying. It's it's pretty cool for San Diego State um, and uh, a team that's ranked slightly ahead of them, though, even though they have a few losses, is Kansas, James. And I think we're going to go a little bit in depth on Kansas as our come tournament time. I don't know if you guys were watching. You definitely saw the video on Twitter um, of the Kansas-Kansas State brawl. Why don't you take me through that, James? Yeah, so I didn't watch <laughs> it live myself, but someone, I think it was Andrew Cormos, sent me a quick text, hey, did you see that brawl? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, you will. And boy, did I <laughs> on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, basically Kansas is dribbling out the clock. Some player on Kansas State strips him, is going up for a layup, and he just gets his – ass swatted i mean just blatant rejection a little yeah yeah a little bit bodied and then, and then they stare over him yeah it was the and then a, a brawl breaks out yeah Susa. do you know what's his first, first name yeah no frank come on you, you're killing me there uh it is silvio silvio de Sousa. sorry bad bad research on my part but he's a guy that only averages eight minutes a game for them but i mean the guy's ripped absolute athlete uh but he's in at the end of the game there he was just having none of it uh, the Kansas State Wildcats wanted to get a quick two there. Literally, no shot clock left. And, yeah, from bad goes to worse. Next thing you know, D'Souza's holding the chair. I can't depict the whole <laughs> fight scene. Um, but he's suspended for 12 games. So they the Big 12 just released their, um, basically, indictment for that. And so he's going to be serving just... the better part of the conference uh, season, uh, watching from afar. <sighs> I mean, uh, he didn't use the chair. He just picked it up and kind of had a coming to Jesus moment to not use that chair. Yeah. So, um, but there I, were. I, there, I think twelve games is a little harsh. I know some people don't, but there were. If he swings the chair. There were punches. If he, being if he swings the chair, he might not play another basketball game in his career. Well, that's what Dickie <laughs> V was saying. He says, "I think that D'Souza should be thankful that uh, he's not banned forever." play in the game because that was the ugliest situation I've seen in 40 years. If it's the ugliest thing that Dickie V's ever seen, I, I would imagine he's been in the trenches. He was a coach for a little while. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, Dick, other Dickie discipline v. was handed out to – but that was the only one of note. Most of the other suspensions were, like, three games. I think, like, Kansas State managers were involved in that, too. The video, <laughs> I just got so – it's, there was a lot going it. on, dude. It's the, tough to pay attention you, to. You would need a slow-mo. You'd have to send that to New York for official. Let's talk about some of the positives that this Kansas team has. They are led by guard Devin Dotson. Devon. And Devon. Devon Dotson. It, you know, it's spelled Devin. It's the same thing. It's like from he's Big scoring, Mouth. He, he's Big scoring Mouth. over 18 a game. Um, the Devon. You know, playing, playing the point guard. And then they got uh, Udok, Uduka as a Buki. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce well. it. Uh, as a bookie, about a seven confirmed. footer. He's he's a monster. Um, he is tough to defend in the paint, uh, and he's getting thirteen a game himself. So they're they're big, they're athletic. I mean, they're Kansas basketball. They've won how how many Big Ten title or Big Twelve titles? Uh, I've lost. I lost just, count. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting. They're obviously going. They're ranked third right now. A few close losses. Uh, they lost to Baylor, who's ranked number one, we said, and then Villanova by one and Duke by two. 
Um, rematch with Baylor coming up on February 22nd. So that'd be a game to look out for. I don't think DeSouza will be back yet. He will not. No, mark your calendar. Just circle it on your calendar. So that should be a fun Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, I like Marcus Garrett a lot on that team. He's a guy that can shoot the three ball a little bit. Yeah, only 31%, yeah, only at 31% on the year. Isaiah Moss better in that category. Um, but Marcus Garrett, a guy, he's a, one of the veterans on that team, has been there for a little while. So I think they do have some experience on that team, and that's, that proves well for them. Like Dotson and Ezebuki are not freshmen by any means. Um, so I think the fact that they have some veteran leadership, Bill Self, as much as I hate to say it, good coach. Um, but I, they're a team that I honestly was thinking about penciling yeah. into that final. Do you have them in your final four? I do not. No, I do not. Let's. How about you go with yours first? Um, um, yeah, so these are obviously a little early final fours, but I, from what I've seen so far this year, I like West Virginia a lot. Um, they, they beat up Ohio State in Cleveland. They just dominated Texas, who Kansas actually struggled with uh, a couple of days prior to that matchup. And, uh, you know, the, the style that Bob Huggins has those Mountaineers playing, um, I, I, love, I like them to actually make a run this year. They, they seem to struggle sometimes in the tournament. But Final Four, I am riding Yanni Wetzel's pretzels, the Auckland Aztec and San Diego State. They will be in my Final Four as well. Um, you know, they're a complete team with Malachi Flynn leading the way. And uh, a couple other teams. I like Kentucky. Um, Cal Perry's got a, a squad. They're young, but they, uh, they have a lot of talent. And Richard's the big. He's, uh, he's a problem. He's, he's, no one can cover that guy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll, I'll take Ohio State as my fourth team. A uh, little homer call there. Uh, why not? I think uh, everyone saw what they can be at the beginning of the season. I think we have the talent. Uh, we have the depth. I believe, and uh, we have a great player in Caleb Wesson to uh, lead us uh, to the Final Four. All right, I I gotta respect those picks. Like a little bit. I like the midseason. I like the midseason lull that the Buckeyes are in right now. Yeah, wake up a little. Get it out of the way. February might be their month. That's what a lot of people are saying. Uh, I actually don't know if anyone's (laughs) saying that, but I just said it. Um, So to to follow up on that, I I've been so confused. I I looked at the top twenty-five probably like. 25 times before I kind of uh, <laughs> made this select these selections. But I think in a year when it's kind of like anyone's game, I think you got to pick one blue blood that will make it. And uh, for me, that's going to be Kentucky. I don't know why, but I think Kentucky will find their way there. Uh, Coach Cal somehow, he throws groups together that find a way to get things done. Um, and so I'll, uh, that's literally the only reason I'm taking them. I think that there's talent there. I've watched them a couple of times too. Uh, but then I'll take Michigan State, too. Izzo loves March. Uh, that's pretty well documented. Uh, I think some people were saying rename the month of March to Izzo. Like, literally just cross it out on your calendar. Um, January, so April, May. Yeah, yeah so I know, works. obviously, it, it kind of does. But uh, then I'll, give me a Gonzaga, too. This is Mark Few's best chance to do it in a year where there's kind of chaos. Uh, I kind of thought it was a little bit um, BS that Baylor overtook Gonzaga for number one. Uh, they're barely beating them in terms of votes. Like, uh, it's pretty close this past week. But Gonzaga didn't yeah. lose. And the next thing you know, they lose being number one. And they were blowing teams out in their own conference. Someone's just like, ah, we like Baylor's resume better. So, I, I get that. I really do. Um, and then, I'm trying to think. Like, this fourth team also bothered me for a little bit. I think you got to look Big East or ACC for one of those spots, for that final spot. And for me, it came down to the Seton Hall Pirates. 
I know John Fanta's going crazy with the news of that, but I I like I like that pick. Um, Miles Powell, he's a guy that I would not want to play against uh, on any All given American. night unless he gets like a uh, unless he gets a concussion, which he did one time in the first half, and then they just looked pretty bad in the second half. Um, I like Miles Powell. He's a guy that if he's off, it can get a little bit ugly. But uh, I'm I'm here for the Pirates this year. I, it's going to be a team like that, one that you know is kind of on the brink of greatness, um, and then just has never really made it. Uh, so I think uh, I think that could be the Pirates this year. Yeah, I, I like that pick actually. I also like as a, a fringe team, Oregon, Oregon, whatever you want to pronounce them. My brother lives there now, interestingly enough, in Bend, Oregon, and. Uh, I like that they have uh, guard leadership and Peyton Pritchard. He he got them there last year. I think he could do it again. Um, Any but, idea how far Bend is from Eugene? Um, no, cool. no idea. Yeah, then I won't ask. Cool. Probably four hours within four hours would be my guess. It's it's All like right. two hours from Portland. So okay, good enough know for me. How far Portland is? Nope. Um, nope. Let's let's transition. Um, we just talked about college. We. We are now actually we're talking about uh, finance, but a quick little note on Eli Manning and his finances um, after retiring. This is a crazy stat, guys. He has made more money than anyone else in NFL history playing football. He has made over two hundred and fifty two million dollars in his 16 year career for playing football. Um, More than Tom Brady, more than his brother Peyton in his 18 seasons, more than Drew Brees. Uh, I think Brees and Brady will catch him after this year, but. Just kudos to Eli. Uh, two Super Bowls and a 500 record will get you uh, a quarter billion dollars, Richard. Yeah, good, good call there, Frank. I, I do want to point out to listeners, we're going to start trying to do this a little bit more as we are a blend between sports and finance. We're going to try and have this little transition, uh, that something that applies to both. Um, and so with Eli, uh, with that $252 million, Frank, how much of that do you think he has tied to the S&P 500? You got, you got I mean, think. that's the thing. Like, if he's been investing it over the past, you know, which I would assume he has, it's probably he's probably worth half a billion, if not more. Not a dumb guy. You, you know, you look at him, you, you see some dumb pictures of him. He's a little bit of a partier. But it'll be I interesting don't to see if he gets in on the uh, like my commercials with Eli or with Peyton. I mean, I don't with Peyton I, and Brad Paisley. Peyton's got a little bit more of a personality. He's more charismatic than Eli, I think. Yeah, but I think Eli being less charismatic with Peyton kind of works. I think Peyton's got to start broadcasting. I don't know who I was talking with about he, that. Yeah, he will. Get he him in a booth. Um, but also, yeah. like, the other thing with Eli, with that amount of money, he could be an institutional investor at some point. Like, that is enough that he can get into some crazy hedge funds. He can do really anything he wants if you have a quarter billion dollars. You How cool really would that it. be? It, it's pretty cool. Um, that's all I needed to hear. Well, let's move on and talk about the markets then the yeah. s&p 500 the dow the nasdaq they're all hovering right around those all-time highs guys pretty flat on the week so far this week um but uh just a little note on some companies you know we thought uh half a billion dollars or a quarter billion dollars is a lot how about a trillion dollars uh google joins apple and microsoft as the third company in the trillion dollar club amazon had eclipsed the trillion dollar rate but they're currently only at 934 billion uh, it's interesting. These four companies make up 15% of the S&P 500, James. Um, that's, it's, a, I, it's kind of worrisome to me because I think you should almost like want to diversify. Basically, the S&P 500 is supposed to be 500 companies that you're buying into, but really it's like <laughs> 10 to 20 companies that you're, you're really – that's going to be the majority of your returns, and it's the biggest companies, which 
obviously these companies have a lot of leverage. They make so much money off um, all these products and they have so much data on all of us consumers that, you know, they're, they're probably going to continue to grow and, and be stable for the time being. But there's been a lot of giants that have, that have fallen over the, over the years. So you never know. Yeah. I was going to say that kind of compares to um, the SEC and football top heavy. That's what the S and P 500 <laughs> is. It's top heavy. Yeah. You get, you get your LSU, your Alabama and, I guess your Georgia depends how you look at how that championship game played out, but that's the way I view it. I don't know. It's just a, it's still a very diversified thing, but it, it, you got to realize you're buying basically a large cap stock and historically small cap stocks have outperformed large caps um, in the U S at least. That is but, true. And you know, also James, I, I, I saw this today, the S and P 500 price earnings ratio trailing 12 months is at 25 times, which is a little high. Valuations are a little stretched. Uh, the average over the past 20 years is around 19 times. Remember the P.E. ratio, guys, price, uh, basically the price of one share of a stock or the price of the S&P 500 over the earnings of all the S&P 500 companies combined, basically. Frank, yeah, that's 25 times is a little bit uh, to me. That's, it's overheated, kind of like the lean cuisine I'm about to eat after this. Uh, overheated. Yeah. So, yeah, so you know, with that, there's limited potential for like a very big expansion um, in that ratio from here. Meaning that you know, to increase uh, percent, like to you know, return in the market, uh, it'll have to be led by earnings growth, which uh, companies reporting so far have really shown. So, been good. Yeah, so Frank, I know you've been doing most of the actual financial talk here, but I'll add in a little bit that you can find else uh, value elsewhere outside of domestic stocks. Actually, if you look at the international stocks, um, they're kind of at a discount as compared to those in the U.S. So emerging markets, uh, things overseas, like a 20 to 30 percent discount. Um, So that doesn't necessarily mean that you'd have better results over there. You can't guarantee anything like that. But um, that can be a predictor uh, for for longer term returns if you were to buy and hold. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I definitely think I need to start buying some uh, an international ETF, an emerging market ETF, and just start piling some money in there because, um, you know, those company, those countries are um, stabilizing their growth, starting to turn around from uh, the struggles the past year or so. So, um, you know, if you guys are looking for value and you want to add, you know, don't just throw everything in the S and P five hundred. I think uh, diversify, maybe diversify internationally. You know. And I know we're throwing uh, these big ideas around, but worth (laughs) noting what you said there, looking for an international ETF. Yeah, I I think it'd be very tough to go with limited knowledge and try and find a way to trade on like an international stock market. I don't even know how to do that. But you can look, you know, on your Robinhood app or whatever your platform is and you look for an ETF that has a low expense ratio. I know I do one called like the brick or something like that. So it's like... um, india china russia and brazil maybe uh, so i just gave those off in reverse order brazil like, <laughs> russia india china brick okay uh, it's sense. been a long been a long day for me but <laughs> yeah no there's there's stuff like that out there uh and we can obviously if you want to talk about that at, at length hit us up one, we're more than yeah. happy to chat one one really new emerging market that you can't invest in yet and it's going to lead us into our buy or sell segment james is Acon city Yes, guys, Akon, the man behind the 2000s classic, smack that. Uh, he's starting his own city in the country of Senegal, Africa, and it's going to be called Akon City. It will operate exclusively on his cryptocurrency, Acoin. 
Um, James, what do you think about this? Is this a buy or sell from you? Would you, well, uh, would you uh, like to uh, maybe visit a- Acon City? It's, it's said to have an airport after uh, it gets built. Like they're already projecting an airport. They're going to have that much demand for there's, people. There's plans to have an airport. So, so. I, was, I was just going to laugh because I looked up, smack that, and immediately after that on my library is sorry, blame it on me. That's also a hit of his. Which, that's a little oh. tender one. Um, I'm selling that idea. I love the ambition, so I can never fault that. But I think going to Senegal and convincing people to go there, I, I don't know if he's trying to make it like a tourist hit, but I just don't see that catching on. No, no. He's really trying to make it just a, a successful city for Africa to become like, you know, more modernized, I think, overall. Okay. Um, it's going to be exclusively solar powered, um, you know, running off uh, cryptocurrency. That obviously gets me going. Uh, it's already being built. The Senegal president's on board, uh, gave him 2000 acres, square acres, I guess, which is like only really three square. It's not that huge, but, um, you know, you probably won't be able to fly there till like 2030 at least. Okay. Yeah, he I, says it's, it's, he hopes it's the first of many across Africa. Give me the over on that. 2030 is the line. I'll take the juice <laughs> too. Give me like minus 300. I'll take the over. I mean, I like I like Akon's ambition. I'm buying it. Uh, what else do we got in the buy or sell segment? So you would know more than me about Amazon Palm Payment. I don't really know a ton yet, but instead of using a credit card or phone, you'll be able to use literally your palm to pay for things. Yeah, they they pant they patented a, a non-contact biometric identification system that basically can scan your hand at checkout. They're they're targeting fast food chains like McDonald's or coffee shops like Starbucks. And it's just another way, I mean, it's just another way to pay, like rather than pulling out your phone now for tap to pay or your credit cards, just use your palm, which I think is a little ridiculous. I'm selling it. Um, I don't need to give Amazon my, my fingerprint data and all that crap. I agree with that as well. I'm going to like that maybe way down the road, but I'm not ready yet. Cause people keep saying like, Oh, they're going to put like shit inside my, inside your body, like little chips or something that identify you give you all sorts of tracker material i don't i'm still not ready for that and i don't think the world is either uh yeah but i mean it's common that's the you're right but let's move on this one i think you're definitely gonna sell james the tilted toilet the standard toilet uh company they have a seat that's set at an incline and lightly strains users legs making it unpleasant to sit on for longer than five minutes or so they're targeting uh, corporations that, you know, they don't want their employees wasting all the time um, in the bathroom during the day. Um, they also say, though, it reduces the risk of hemorrhoids. <laughs> really? Okay. Like a slight tilt, like an 11 to 13 degree tilt in the toilet seat. So you don't get on your phone at work. No, I must look from the, like, I know my friend Luke Diggs, like, took four poops the other day. I'm buying this idea. <laughs> I think there's, there comes a point where too much is too much. I'm going to look from the side of the corporation. Play is Diggs all right? I, some people are saying it was a gambling syndrome. Um, but I'm glad you brought this up because I, I don't know. What's your take? I'm saying bye, but give me yeah, your I response. Mean, uh, and I got a good follow-up here. Um, I, I, I'll buy it. Sure. I'm not buying it for my own company. I already have a toilet installed. But so, all if, right. you're, if you're buying a new toilet, sure. So I've got a great thing here. The Tushy. Uh, are you familiar with the Tushy? Um, it's an $80 add-on to your current toilet. And basically it turns your, in their words, not mine, turns your bathroom into the private spa oasis you've always wanted. 
basically it sprays your butthole after you poop. And <laughs> like, that's a better way of cleaning than wiping and giving yourself a rash. Um, I think it's, I, I kind of like it. So it's literally no electricity or plumbing and it's an easy 10 minute install and you control the pressure and angle control for a targeted spray on your pooper. Diggs, we know you're listening. Buy the tushy for us and let us let us know your thoughts. Uh, and we'll we'll let everyone else know then. Um, I think that's it for buy or sell and the market talk. James, uh, what do you got going on this week though? Before we uh, wrap up here, I'm just gonna cry about Ohio State basketball because it looks like they just lost. No uh, way. But, yeah, but beyond that, Minnesota hit a three oh, with three seconds left. Gosh, like man, we might not make the tournament. That's a reality. Why, I, why did face. I just put us in the the final four i take it back everything you, i said you messed up san diego um, state's gonna make it twice that doesn't you need to you need a <laughs> five minute timeout um <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing this weekend like i said i was gonna go to that ufc fight but tickets were a little bit more expensive than i wanted i was doing a little opportunity cost with myself and i said i'd rather uh use that for a future trip or something like that so i don't know we're, we're gonna figure out this weekend play it as it lies uh, yeah, I'm laying low. Uh, one more weekend of laying low. Uh, studying for the GMAT. Might be going to grad school. We're not sure yet. I'm taking the test next Friday. So that's my plan for the weekend. Nothing exciting at all. Guys, we'll leave you with a song of the week by Akon. Why not? I'm going to say we're going to go with Soul Survivor. What a song. Jeezy and Akon on that one. Or You know what? That's mainly Jeezy. So I think we got to go with uh, I'm Soap. Maybe? I'm so paid. I can't say I'm familiar with that one, but I'll gladly look into it. If if it's going to be a song of the week, I, I'll learn it pretty quick. Uh, I mean, he's got a lot of good ones. Beautiful, lonely, lonely. Yeah, that's the one you brought up, right? I didn't mean to bring No, I said, sorry, blame it on me. Oh, uh, blame it on me. I would just, guys, go listen to Akon's top 10 and uh, get get pumped for Acoin, Acon City. <laughs>